Hi everybody, welcome to iHeart Recovery Land. I think this whole thing I'm doing where I'm talking to my phone is working in that one of the reasons why I started a podcast was that I needed to start like becoming more comfortable um, talking to a phone because I have like major phone phobia and it was actually Matt, Matt Hangy, you know, my skateboard friend who's learned how to walk, who um, just uh, what he likes to like he challenged me to become less phone-phobic because, I mean, the boy's speech is clearly more impaired than mine is. I mean, mine's only very mild. You probably can't notice it that much. But for him, like, he actually, he told me, he's like, I actually really enjoy <laughs> talking on the phone. I was like, what is wrong with you? Are you serious? I mean, but talking to his friends, he likes it, but... But, but like me, if you're trying to make an administrative phone call, set up an appointment, you know, whatever it is, you become more mush-mouthed, that's his phrase, um, as you feel under pressure. So, or, you know, when I'm tired, like I start slurring more or just bad stuff happens. Anyway, so I'm doing this podcast and I've been talking on the phone and I'm supposed to Skype with my therapist on Thursday, which is tomorrow. I forgot. Oh, dear. Um, so last week we were, we had, we were set up, we were um, supposed to Skype, um, or FaceTime or whatever it is. So like I was waiting there, but apparently Skype had this huge outage. So <laughs> like 10 minutes go by, <laughs> she was uh, struggling with it. And finally she gets on the phone with me and she's like, I am so sorry, Skype, like there's an outage or something, something's wrong with it. And I was like, Wow, that is such a shame. But the irony was completely lost on her. <laughs> but we ended up just having a phone conversation, which was much better because the only thing worse than talking on the phone for me is like adding a visual image in. So yeah, I was quite happy. But this week, she's like, I'm determined we, we will be Skyping or FaceTiming or whatever. So... Yeah, I should probably start uh, mentally preparing myself for that. The other thing I do is that um, I leave voicemails for Coach Randy. Specifically, like I call outside of business hours because I know he's not going to pick up. <laughs> I know that's so messed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I can't help it. Like baby steps, you know? Anyway, so this is like another voicemail I would have left or something I would have told him in person if I were there. So I wanted to tell you, uh, well, Randy and all of you, that um, I got a text last night from Diane, the pool ninja, that's Matt's therapist, and she told me that Matt actually went back to um, land therapy, land physical therapy at Providence, and um, her, his uh, physical therapist said, you know, you've improved so he's not getting discharged. And when she told me that, I was like, I almost wept right then and there because this is totally part of the deal or part of the plan. And um, the way it works is when you are in insurance-funded recovery, like in a hospital, you get a certain number of sessions. And if they cannot document um, improvement, like nobody's going to pay for it. So they have to discharge you. And for a person like me and a person like Matt, like that is truly heartbreaking because... When you get discharged, you're like, it feels like you're getting kicked out, which is how I refer to it. Like when Andy Frankenstein kicked me out of therapy after I learned how to walk, I was so heartbroken. And that's why I'm so upset still with Trainer David for getting me kicked out of therapy permanently. But anyway, that's another story.
So um, there were eight sessions that he had that insurance had improved for him, and there was an understanding that if they were not able to document progress within those eight sessions, he would be discharged. So, you know, when I heard that, you know, I told Randy that day, one day, and, uh, and Randy just paused and he looked at me and he said, wait, how long has that boy, well, he's a man now, how long has Matt been in a wheelchair? And I told him, well, it's almost been five years. And Randy was quiet and he just said to me, and they want him to make like documental progress, documentable progress within eight sessions. And within that context, I was like, yeah, that does sound pretty crazy, which, you know, but that's how this whole insurance thing works. So what um, Matt and Diane planned for, which I think was genius, like they took a break from the land therapy and the, he started, you know, seeing Diane, you know, three times a week in the pool. She upped him from 30 minutes a session to an hour session. I'm so thrilled, by the way. And um, the donations to Shredded Grace which thank you so much if you donated and if you want to help go to shreddedgrace.com look at the videos and look at the pictures and scroll down and do you look at that picture of Matt skateboarding when he was i think it was like 14 i'm like matt i need you to put on a shirt and wear a helmet okay anyway when you're that young you think you're invincible anyway so um they all the donations from shredded grace that like mark just told me that they re-upped him for another package of 24 and diane got us a great discount she went to her supervisor and she got us a great discount on therapy i'm like wow thank you so much so anyway matt's working super hard he took a break from the land therapy and he went back um, which I think is a super smart thing to do. And the um, therapist said, he's made progress, you've made progress, so he's not getting discharged. She's going to continue to work with him on land. Because that's the next step. I mean, the purpose of pool therapy, like if you take gravity away, um, that's, you know, one obviously huge variable. And it makes him, it makes Matt realize it's possible to, you know, pick up a left foot or move move in general and like I saw a video uh, last week that Matt posted of Diane like making him swim <laughs> and like one of his arms is still like not functioning but like that does not prevent Diane from being like you will swim and like he's totally like he's totally swimming anyway that's on Instagram go follow Hope for Hanky and while you're at it follow me too I'm iHeart Recovery Land Anyway, I just wanted to share this really encouraging thing because I think it's so cool and I'm so thankful for the progress that Matt is making. And uh, I just wanted to emphasize to like I always have from the beginning of this whole shredded grace thing, like walking's a privilege. It's not a privilege granted to everybody. But um, it happened for me and I am I, I thank the Lord for every day that I can walk. And, you know, I do, I truly believe it's going to happen for Matt because nobody's ever told him he can't walk. He just needs the access to care. And he is obviously willing to work really hard. And Diane is the perfect person to make him work really hard. So this is fabulous. But from the beginning, I've emphasized to him, Matt, if nothing changed about your physical situation, I would still want to be your friend. Because why I'm doing this or the value that I see in him is completely not based on what he can regain or any kind of future good achievement. 
it's based on who he is, you know, and that's a, a he's a valuable person, even in this post AVM state. Even if his speech is messed up, his you know his mobility is like just isn't there. It doesn't matter because the way we became friends is on my blog. Like I found him on well, he found uh, my blog after we were on our um, survivor website, avmsurvivors.org. And then, like, he found my blog and clicked through, and then he followed me, and he, and I just noticed this guy, like, he kept on making these excruciatingly funny and painful um, comments. They were just so funny and so apt. They were spot on, because he knows, he remembers. He remembers what the valley was like. He remembers everything. And he was one of the first people who I was like, wow, he gets it. And further, you know, like, the real reason I'm doing this is because, you know, I told him one day, you know, I struggled with guilt for so long because, frankly, I, I miss the valley, meaning the valley of the shadow of death. It was a less complicated time because, yeah, it was terrifying, but all I had to do was lie there. I hadn't woken up yet. I didn't know that this had happened and I had to deal with this fallout. And his response to me was great. He... um he told me what he remembered, and he's like, yeah, you know what, I'm, I miss it too, you're not the only one, and the fact that somebody told me you're not the only one, wow, that convinced me that I was like, okay, I'm ready, Let's. I'm gonna, I'll stand up for him, let's do this, so that's why I'm doing this whole Shredded Grace thing, and please go help us, go to shreddedgrace.com, and uh, yeah, thank you. Hi, everybody. Okay, it's like 3.30 a.m. Uh, the morning after I recorded all of the above. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I did a very bad sleep hygiene thing. I looked at my phone, which you're totally not supposed to do. Please don't do that at home. Um, but I did it, sorry, because, you know, I was up. I went to the bathroom, like, super thirsty. I just downed, like, 24 ounces of water. I'm which is also another no-no, you have mobility problems. I, like, used that um, rule in the hospital where, like, they were like, you know, after 6 p.m., you really limit what you drink because if you can't, like, if you don't get up and walk well, that can be risky anyway. But I'm, like, really thirsty. I don't know why. Plus, I looked at my phone, and I saw that Sassy had texted me, and then I read a message from Matt, and I have a better understanding now of what's actually happening. Like, true, he is not getting kicked out of therapy yet, but he is still under very heavy evaluation. So he's not getting kicked out of therapy, but he's not, like, progressing indefinitely with his land therapist. Um, she's requesting two more sessions. And, you know, after during which he will be evaluated and, and we'll go from there. So I think Matt has good attitude about this in terms of, yeah, we're not going to be dependent on the land therapy at the hospital. And um, I just would like to point out that, you know, I never had to worry about this situation when I was first an outpatient because, I mean, my therapist kind of just took care of everything and they would request therapy in chunks of like 16 or 19 or more. I don't know. I just never had to worry about it about, like, being discharged, um, except, you know, that one time when Andy, Andy Frankenstein kicked me out, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna focus on that, um, 
Because then I'll get sad and stuff. But anyway, but no, I'm just kidding. I actually, I see Andy now and like he's a complete riot. Plus, he's super surprised that like, you know, I talk as much as I do because I never talk like this when I was with him. Anyway, so, um, and they would do evaluations about like on a once a month cadence. And I was familiar with the tests. I knew what was going to happen. Like, I, I knew like, you know, what they were going to measure. And, you know, once a month, I actually looked forward to it because, like, you know, I was like, I want to see my scores comparatively. But when you are under, like, you know, like, if you're on, like, a two-session cadence, well, first of all, two sh- two sessions initially, I mean, I was in therapy three times a week. I had um, speech and then OT and then PT. So, like, oh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I had three sessions. So, like, when Matt was originally um, approved for eight sessions by insurance, I was like, wow, that would have lasted me less than three weeks. And um, at our level of brain injury, you're not going to learn how to walk in three weeks. Like, this is going to take some time. So, you know, um, you know, with two additional sessions, I am... Uh, you know, I've adjusted my um, expectation level or um, level of um, happiness about the situation. Uh, but also, you know, I've adjusted again because I was like, hey, Matt, you know what? Go us because we found a way to break free of this insurance-funded model. We're paying out of pocket, and you get to, to progress at whatever pace you want. All you got to do is keep in the pool and... Actually, um, I came up with this pool therapy scheme. It was the night before Matt's 21st birthday, and he had emailed me saying he had just gone to land therapy and had been informed that, you know, like, he had eight sessions approved, and if he did not make documentable progress within those eight sessions, then he would be discharged. And he was very, very discouraged and poor boy, like, I didn't get what was happening, so I, I, you know, I had to think about it, but I was like, no, wait, um, eight sessions, I was like, okay, so we, we'll, we'll figure out a way around this, don't worry, Matt, I was like, yeah, they, like, the job that we have to recover, it's a very evaluative one, like, we are constantly being looked at and evaluated, and yeah, they're gonna have bring the clipboard out and they're gonna measure you and scrutinize you and whatever. But please just understand that what those numbers, whatever they measure and write down, those numbers they don't define you. And you know, and he had told me, okay, he was so discouraged. He was like, mission aboard. We can't do this mission aboard. Meaning like. Uh, we have been dis- discussing the idea of crowdfunding, his recovery, and, like, you know, figuring this out. And I was like, I emailed him right back. I was like, wait, what? I was like, I'm not aboarding anything until I talk to you tomorrow. Well, not talk, you know, email. Um, because I was like, because he, he's relatively new at this because he hasn't been in rehab a lot. Because, you know, insurance ran out for him, like, very early on. So I was like, yeah, no, we're gonna we'll find a way around this and the way we found was to um leave that system entirely and to go see diane so this is great and you know it's exactly what i did because 
um, who I found. You know, I found David and I found Randy. And as much as I complain about David, especially, um, that man, you know, he is extremely valuable. Like, I can tell, you know, the way he stands, he is constantly looking and criticizing my form, which is which is why I want, why I retain him, but yeah, it's actually also very annoying, but that's how we roll, like, we thrive on the antagonism, and he's told me, he's like, you know what, when you plateau, we'll change the stimulus, that's how this is going to work, and that's very different from the, um, like, being in rehab, if you plateau in, insurance-funded rehab, you know, they can't justify keeping you any longer. They have to kick you out. That's just, that's their job. That's how it works. So I was so glad when I found David. And then when I found Randy, um, I actually didn't verbalize it until I actually wrote his book. And I was like, hey, Randy, <laughs> the beauty of post-rehab, that's his program, the, pro the program I'm in. The beauty of post-rehab is that you can't kick me out. I dare you to try. <laughs> Yeah, so they're kind of stuck with me forever, and I'm 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 happy about that. I hope they are too. So Matt, tonight I'm gonna try going back to bed, and don't you worry, things are progressing because you're doing great in the pool, and everybody else, uh, please do help us keep him in the pool because I want to see him. This is exactly what I what I wanted to see. I wanted to see pictures and videos of him working hard with the right kind of help and that's exactly what I'm seeing so please go to shreddergrace.com and help us keep Matt in the pool thank you